Welcome to the Dual Shocker Shotcast episode 166. I'm your host, Tony Polanco, and tonight I am joined by Ryan Meisler. Metal Gear. <laughs> and of course, George Jimenez. Snake! Sorry. <laughs> we all got beards today. Alright, so yeah, let's get into it. Uh, new releases. There's a shit ton of them. Ooh. George, hit us. Alright, we're going to start the strong with Tic Tac. Hard copy on the PC. 999, the novel. An iPhone and iPad. Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X-2 HD Remaster. Woo. PlayStation 3, PlayStation Network. Ugh. Metal Gear Solid 5, Ground Zeroes, PS3, 360, PS4, Xbox One, and PlayStation Network. <laughs> uh, Yaiba, Ninja Gaiden Z, PS3, yeah. 360, and PC. Left PC, PSN, and PlayStation 3. Uh, Unlimited 2. Oh shit. Steamworld Dig, PS4 and PlayStation Vita. Stealth Inc. Ultimate Edition, PS4. Cloud Built, PC. And at the end of the week, we've got Infamous Second Son. Coming out on a Friday. That's, you know, that's Sony's move. Yeah, they seem to be doing that a lot lately. So, yeah, as we can see, there are a ton of games. Uh, okay, what do you pick, uh, Ryan? Um, if I had a PS4, I'd go with Infamous, uh, but I will go with uh, Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remaster for Vita, is uh, what I'm thinking of getting, so. Ah, nice. A- any reason why the Vita over the PS3 version? Um, just because it'll be easier since I commute, so it'll be ni- have, nice to have something like that to commute, um, since I-, I hate playing RPGs on consoles, I just, I hate doing it, I don't know why, but. <laughs> okay, you prefer it on a handheld, right? Yeah, I'm more of a handheld person, yeah. All right, that makes sense. Uh, George, what about you? Uh, since I just finished Metal Gear literally five minutes ago, <laughs> uh, Ground Zeroes. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, as much as I, 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 you know, I like the Metal Gear series, I'm one of the biggest like critics. Uh, I'm not. I've never been a huge fan of like how the game actually physically plays. Like, I like the games themselves, but actually playing through a Metal Gear was always kind of heartbreaking for me. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah. Speaking about heartbreak, I don't know what to pick. <laughs> um, because on the one hand, Metal Gear seems like the easy choice, but it's only like 77 minutes long. That's how long my playthrough was. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Infamous. That's my pick of the week. <laughs> I'm currently playing that, and yeah, you'll see what I think about it on Thursday. I can't say any more than that. Sorry, Delson Rowe. <laughs> <laughs> the actual main character of the game is a commenter on our site. Isn't that beautiful? Let's know how good his game is. Yeah, man. Oh, man. So... Yeah, um, let, let's talk about that. How do you deal with so many games coming out? Like, like seriously, it's, it's just so much. And this always happens. It's like, you know, we get a drought, and all of a sudden, everything comes out. So how do you guys yeah. personally deal with juggling so many games when they're released so close to each other? Well, I think it, it makes sense because, like... Um you know, because the, la- the the previous big, you know, the holiday rush is kind of the big previous rush before this. Um, you know, now it's March. It's been a couple of months since everyone's finished, you know, games from over the holidays and things like that. So this is kind of the second win for a lot of, especially for the next-gen stuff when you get games like Metal Gear and Infamous and all that coming out. Um, and then, like, Titanfall coming out last week as well. So, um, but, yeah, I guess that's, you know, that's kind of how I deal with it is, like, I just kind of space it out and try and finish stuff. Um, you know, and then save you know save some room for like the new stuff coming out as well. Yeah. Oh, okay. so you save it for like when there's an actual drought, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, George, what about you? Prioritize, man. Yeah. Budget. <laughs> like you know, I sit there. You know, I sit. You know, thankfully, I have like a full time job, so I can like pay for games, but I can't mm-hmm. buy every game that comes out. Yeah. So, you know, I prioritize like Metal Gear. I'm probably gonna buy that. I'll set aside thirty bucks for it. 
And, you know, if I had a PS4, I'd probably go with Infamous Second Son. But, you know, take a game like Lothrousers that I actually really want to play and SteamWorld Dig and Stealth Inc. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to note these to pick these up on a Steam sale. Like Ryan said, in the summer when you have that drought when there's nothing to play, you kind of yeah. have the game sitting there and, you know, add, them, add it to the backlog. Yeah, and, okay, we're obviously not, you know, industry insiders like that, but why do you think this happens? Why do you think, like, out of nowhere, it's like everything just comes out at a specific date? It's, it can't be just coincidence. It happens all the time. No, well, March is the end of the fiscal year, so this is what you want to you want to get your stuff out. That way, you can report these crazy earnings to you know your investors and shareholders and stuff. So you know, look good. So like, yeah, Konami's doing this, so you know, stockholders don't lose faith. And it's like you should really release that Metal Gear game. It's like, well, look, we did two parts. Leave us the fuck alone. Here, see, look. <laughs> <laughs> so, yay! Like we got a Metal Gear game out. Be happy. Yeah. Now wait a year and a half. Oh man. <laughs> But yeah, the way I deal with it is, I, yeah, I prioritize, but I do get every It's weird now because I don't have to pay for games anymore being on the site, but what I used to do was I just buy everything and just pick the, the one I want to play the most and then move on to the next and move on to the next one because I couldn't just not like play the games for months. I just couldn't do that. You know, like like a squirrel, just you know, squirrel it away for you know another month. I couldn't do that. I have to play them all, and then I'll be like, eh. We get into a habit of just kind of playing, like, I, I, I usually have to play like a handful of games at once anyway. Yeah, see, I can't do that. That's my problem. I always have to pick one at a time. I don't know how you mentally do that. Like, how, how do you work with that juggling many games? Because don't you get confused with the control schemes after a while? No. I mean, Titanfall's a shooter. Metal Gear's a third-person action game. And then just throwing, like, an RPG on, like, the PC. That's... Okay, see, that yeah, makes I, sense. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Oh, yeah, no, I was like, I was just going to say, yeah, I guess kind of like Jorge, like, um, you know, some, like, I usually try and only play one game at a time, um, you know, just because I feel like if I don't do that, then I tend to not finish games. Um, yeah. But, you know, sometimes if I'm in a situation where I have to play multiple games at a time, it's kind of nice because it's kind of like a, a palate cleanser a little bit. So, like, you know, if I'm getting sick of one game or, I'm, you know, I want to move on to something else, I can just hop on to, you know, something like that. So, um, you know, kind of like with uh, when I was doing Yoshi's Island and now I'm doing Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare, it was just nice to kind of have those to switch back and forth between. Yeah, man. It's it, it, I don't know. I, I, it's a weird thing. I'm learning how to you know play a little bit of each game at one time, but it's hard. I like to just focus on it because it's like watching 30 minutes of a mo one movie and then moving on to another movie. Movie. It's like <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird. And then the other annoying part is, uh, con you know, considering what we do since we write about video games, you kind of mm -hmm. have to just to be in the conversation. You know, like South Park, which I was playing a little while ago. I'm probably not going to finish it, but I needed to get enough of it under my belt to be like, all right, I need to see what everyone else is talking about. Yeah, you've played enough of it, now you could actually join the conversation. Yeah, and, you know, I, that's another game I'll, you know, probably finish it in the summer, maybe start over, but it's just, you know, it's sitting in my Steam library, so, you know, sorry, South Park. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> um, I actually want to go back a little bit. I'm still learning some stuff here. Um, I want to go back to some reviews we've done. Um, in particular, George, George, I want to start with you, man, because last week we talked about how you were going to the Titanfall review, you put it out there, and you got some shit. Did I? I dropped a Titan on it, all right? Yeah. <laughs> That was amazing to me. It's like people it's, were it's mad at you because you liked the game. Yeah, the game. The game was. It, it's. I mean, it's. I knew it was gonna happen when you write about like a high-profile game, especially like a, you know, literally the most anticipated title on the Xbox One. Like I knew, regardless what direction I went, even if I, you know, if I hated it, I was gonna catch shit. If I liked it, I was gonna catch shit. If I was like meh about it, I was gonna catch shit. So it was just like once you're once you come to terms with that, you're like, all right, whatever. This is what I think about the game. But uh, yeah, I mean, I got called on. Uh, you know, people were saying about the frame rate and the screen tearing. And I think people were making a bigger deal out of it than what it was. Yeah, and I mean, it didn't, like, affect your 
playthrough. No, I mean, yeah. I, I, mean the, I did a video of the beta where I'm playing 25 minutes of it, and if there is screen tearing, it's barely noticeable. And if there's a, and it, you know, if there is a frame rate dip, which you do see once or twice when it's like four titans all putting up yeah. reactions at once, which is pretty fucking amazing. But I never had an issue where I was like, oh, I didn't get that kill because the frame rate just magically disappeared or screen tearing. Like, nah. It doesn't bother me. I think someone watching, you know, watching a short three-minute video of a game, it's like, look at all that screen tearing. It's like, you know what? If you're if you're looking actively looking out for that, then you can't actually enjoy anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. I'm like, how many of the people that were complaining have actually played the game themselves? No, but they know a guy, or they saw it at a Best Buy being played, and he took a video on the phone. And it's like, no, I'm like, just just play the game. The whole point of the review is just like, when you sit actually put the controls in your hand, and you figure out how the wall run and all that stuff, you're like, holy shit, this is a really fun game. And yeah, we've kind of lost that. Now, now people just want to talk about the controversy of games. They don't want to talk about the actual games. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I purposely left out like you know resolution. I was like, you know what? I, to me, I don't care if yeah. you're running in 790 or 1080. I was at no point where I was like, well, I can't play this anymore because it's fucking... I can only see in 1080, so anything under that is <laughs> unacceptable. I'm sorry. Like, no, that's... I'm like, let's let's grow up a bit and sit down with the game. But, but yeah, it was, you know, back and forth. It was fun, though, but, yeah, Titanfall's a really good game. Just, you know? Yeah, you liked it. You know, they were like, oh, you were paid off. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's the greatest. You not, were paid you off. Know, it's, it's not a real AAA review until you get a, an accusation of being on the take, which is great. And like, yeah, that you know that happened to me when I did the massive, you know, when I did that, like a you know my Mass Effect three review years ago, or when yeah. I did like when I, I remember giving Resident Evil six a poor review, and people were like, "You're just part of the conspiracy to bring down uh, Capcom," and I was like, "What?" At the time, Jorge was uh, eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the Capcom check to clear, and it never did. So I was like, "Well, fuck you, Resident Evil six. You were getting a five out of ten. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I gave that. A, I. I was at a site that didn't have scores. I hate scores, by the way. But I scored that game. I hated Resident Evil 6, and I got a lot of shit for it. I eviscerated it, and it was one of those, like, oh, but, you know, the production value. People worked really hard. I'm like, no, no, no. That's, so that, that, that's not an argument. Like, people working really hard at something is great. Like, people worked really hard on shitty movies, but it's still a shitty movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you can't use that in an argument. Um, let's talk about a review that didn't get as much controversy. Uh, Ryan, you reviewed Yoshi's Island. Yes, I did. Yep, the review went up last week. Now, I want to ask you, is it, like, the original Yoshi's uh, Island, you know, Super Mario World 2 from Super Nintendo? Uh, vaguely. I only played... I don't really remember it that well, and I, I only played a little bit of it. Um, so I probably don't have as much context on, like, the original Yoshi's Island, probably as some other, some other people. Um, but from what I remember, it's, it's pretty similar. Uh, it's pretty faithful to, like, the original Yoshi's Island, but it also has a little bit, I think, mixed in of, like, Yoshi's Story, um, which I remember playing on N64, and that's kind of what I'm more familiar with, so... Yeah, that's cool. And you really seem to like that game. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it's not one of my favorites. You enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't one of my. It wasn't one of my favorite 3DS games. Um, just because it, it doesn't. Not like Mario games where they tend to like they you know they introduce new things as they go on and they really like kind of um, you know there's always like some kind of new challenge where Yoshi's New Island I didn't really get that as much. Um, it was just kind of each level you know it just felt very samey kind of throughout the whole game. Um, which was just, you know, the reason... I gave it a 7 um, in my review, which... Which is a uh, good score. By yeah, the way. yeah, it's it's totally... Yeah, I mean, I, the way I see it, it was definitely a really enjoyable, solid game, not, like, amazing, or, but that doesn't mean it was it was terrible at all. So that's, you know, kind of how I went with my, my score of the game. Awesome. And as for myself, I got two out so far. Uh, Yaiba, which... Okay, this is a game I played at E3. I didn't like it, and I didn't like the full version either. It's It has everything that's wrong with 
hack and slash games. I'm not the biggest fan of hack and slash games because it just gets really repetitive. And then you top it off with uh, Grindhouse. I'm not really a fan of Grindhouse because I, I like the individual parts of Grindhouse. I like the sex. I like the violence. I like all that shit. I don't like it all together. It just seems really cheesy, you know, and this game was just like... Because there's a right way to do camp, and you can clearly see when people are just like, well, this is campy, right? Just, you know, boobs and a little film grain. That, that's Grindhouse, right? And it's like, no, 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 it's not how it works. You, the, the idea of Grindhouse is it's kind of like a parody or a satire of something that's good, but no, you can't just do that. Like, you can't just have a building blow up and, you know, can't have a, a strip club blow up and have panties fly all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay, this is this game great. Like, okay... I, I like I literally said to myself, I'm like, did a 15 year old write this? And that's weird because I'm pretty fucking immature myself, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, I was like, that gag game didn't do it for me at all. So and the yeah. thing, I like the premise of Yaiba because you you're, you're a victim of Rio uh, Hayabusa, yeah, he kills you, and then you come back as a cyborg because Rio Hayabusa is turning everyone into zombies or something. No, it, it, some uh, the story made absolutely no fucking okay. sense. It really didn't. But yeah, the, uh, here's the other thing: the premise of the game. The premise is you're out to kill Rio Hayabusa. You know that's not gonna happen. You'll never kill him. I'm on board. I'm on board. I, I like a flip like that. It's like, hey, he was a good guy. Now he's a bad guy. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, let's kill him. Great. Let's do it. Yeah. So yeah, that whole thing didn't work for me. And yeah, I reviewed Metal Gear. I really liked it. I mean, some people were complaining that it's too short. Yeah, it's an intro. It's not supposed to be long, guys. You know, I, I don't see what the beef is. I and I was really impressed by the the PS3 version of it. I, that's the one Konami sent me, and I'm like, wow, the, this Fox engine is fucking incredible. But you have to remember that the that's the entire world right there. It's just this little island, and it's a short game, so you kind of have more resources to make it look that pretty. I want to know if it's going to look, the Phantom Pace is going to look that good on the last-gen consoles. That's what I want to know. That'd be very interesting if they could you know, keep that kind of fidelity that Ground Zeroes has. What do you think about that? You think they'll be able to pull that off? Um, I, maybe, who knows? Maybe they'll use the cloud or cell processing. <laughs> well, I was going to say, weren't they concerned about the 360 version of Metal Gear Solid 4 being on, like, 10 discs or something? Like, yeah, <laughs> like no, it wouldn't be, it was like, <laughs> it was like, they're going to need, like, 50 discs probably to store uh, Phantom Pain on, you yeah, know, 360, so. Yeah, because it's supposed to be, like, an open world, so how the hell do you even do that, you know? Yeah, I mean, a lot of, lot of disc swapping, so. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it, it does almost like the mission structure of, like, Peace Walker, where you have kind of like a yeah. hub area, and then you can send Big Boss on just various missions. And, uh, yeah, like, I, I'd like to see how the worlds are kind of connected, whether it's going to be, like, a lot of traveling, because, you know, we've seen the videos of on a horse, and he's stealth horse riding, which is neat. But uh, I thought Ground Zeroes was really fun. Like, I just beat it, and I liked the... If all the missions are that approach where, hey, you know, we've got a couple of objectives. You can do them any which way you want. Uh, the checkpoint system seems to work really well because I remember yeah. jumping off a cliff a couple times and like, fuck, and then start. They kind of put you in weird spots where it's like, hey, some people are, are knocked out, but some are awake since this last, che this last checkpoint. Uh, the helicopter stuff was, I love calling in helicopters. Yeah, that was great, yeah. And then they just come in and have Ride of Valkyries playing in the background. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand someone's beef for, you know, what was it, 30 bucks? And, you know, well, how long take you to get through it, Tony? You said, like... Uh, yeah, 77 minutes, which is an hour and 13 minutes, you know, yeah, and... I, I, yeah. I did mine in 54. Wow. And yeah, I mean, there's various ways of playing it, but, yeah, it, it's pretty short. Now, um, I want to bring up the controls, because you, you talked about this, and I talked about this in my review. Mm -hmm. The controls feel dated. They, they really do. I don't think they... Like, okay, they are the best Metal Gear controls yes, that, that have ever been. That is a fantastic point. It is the best Metal Gear controls yeah. I've 
I've, I, I was playing, I was like, this can't be a Metal Gear game because yeah. I can kill things. This is neat. This is weird. But the problem <laughs> is, compare it to other action stealth games, the controls don't hold up as well. And I'm specifically talking about the last Splinter Cell game. That game controlled beautifully. Mm-hmm. That was how you do a stealth game. And this one, it didn't really hold, hold up as, as well. well I, I think the Splinter Cell controls work for the character that they were going for with Sam Fisher. You know, they were doing Sam Fisher like, he can do anything, he can jump yeah. up walls and climb all that, so you have to make the controls kind of reflect that. Sam so, Fisher is a panther. There you yeah, go. They <laughs> a panther in the fucking game. Uh, but, is yeah, I mean... But they, you felt it, it they yeah, felt they, kind of clunky, you know? Well, is, is part of that... Is part of that kind of like the Resident Evil argument, where like Resident Evil was kind of like defined by the controls? Like, yeah, the controls were, were crappy, but they kind of added to the tension of it. So, you think it's something like that, where yeah, if they intend intentionally do it? Think, I'm starting to think that Resident Evil is just using it as an excuse. For I it. think so too. <laughs> I think so too. Because when you play like when you play like four, it's like, oh man, this is this is neat, but they're really yeah. just. You know, they all they did was put an over-the-shoulder thing on it, but they didn't they didn't really innovate on the controls. And then six was even worse. So I was like, how does this happen? <laughs> Yeah, and with Metal Gear, at least the controls are getting better with each title. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the CQC stuff, when the, the close quarters combat is just one button now, it's not, you don't have to hold the trigger with the, with the yeah. and hold the guy here. I think the interrogation system is a lot better now. Now it's just, you just hold the right trigger, and if you want him to talk, you hit up, or you want to kill him, you hit Y, and you stab him in the chest. Like, that worked for me. Like, the, it felt very natural, but like you said, it's like, these controls are a little, little dated. I mean, I do like the fact that they did the, uh, the, uh, the Last of Us approach to stealth, meaning you don't have to press a button to stick onto something. Snake, yeah. uh, big yo, I don't know, Snake. We're calling him. Snake. Yeah, calls. Yes, call, call him Snake, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like calling him Boss, but uh, Snake. Boss. But when Snake gets close enough to a corner, he just kind of puts his hand out there and kind of peeks over. I'm like, that's cool. Like, you know, I got kind of tired of the hit triangle to stick to a wall, and to me... That yeah, we don't need that anymore. Sense. You know, we don't like, need that anymore. He knows See, enough when he's crouched down behind something, he'll put his head down. And I was like, great, that's all I need. Thank mm-hmm. you, Snake. Ryan, go yeah. ahead. No, I was going to say, see, actually, like, I, I, that was, like, I wasn't a big fan of that in The Last of Us, just because sometimes I felt like I didn't know whether Joel was actually in cover or not, and, like, you know, sometimes he wouldn't, he would go on the wall, and then sometimes he would just kind of, like, crouch beside it, and so, you know, I guess I, I kind of missed more, like, that kind of gears cover system, where you tap A or, or triangle or whatever to, to go onto a cover, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. That that's just me. But yeah, I, just yeah, think- I don't I don't miss that. I, I like like Tomb Raider does that too, where she kind of auto goes into tar- into you know cover. I like that. You know, and, um, and, and I thought the uh, they do this thing with the uh, the combat reflexes where you know if you get caught, yeah, Snake has like two or three seconds to take the guy out or punch him in the face before he completely alerts. Which I was like, man, thank God for this, because I had so many of those close calls where I'm just like, I'm hiding yeah. behind something, and clearly I'm in just another guard's path, and then you yeah. just, you hit left trigger, he spins right around, you can dart him in the face, or at some point I just said screw it, like I was going a very slow approach where I was just like, I'm gonna, you know, I mean, knock out this guy and ask him, you know, take his, you know, give me information, yeah, it's over there. I was like, great, thank you, clunk. And then at some point when I, when you, it's kind of like a two-parter mission when I got that first part with all the hostages, I yeah. just. Fuck it, let's just, let's just find the other person and just run and gun my way out of there. And that was pretty fun. Like, as a third-person shooter, Metal Gear's not that bad. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, what do you think about Kiefer Sutherland as Snake? I like him. Yeah, with me, it was it's weird. When I heard, first heard about it, I was like, okay, that works, that's cool. You know, I like 24, that's great. I'm playing this game, and I'm like... This is Jack Bauer. It's like you couldn't do another different tough guy voice, Kiefer. You know, it, it, he was just doing. I don't, see, I don't think it's his Jack Bauer voice because when he's playing Big Boss, you can see that Big Boss is. Just, he sounds very tired, like which I kind of like. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, but to me, he sounded like a tired 
Jack Power. That's what yeah. it sounded like to me. I mean, you know, maybe he's just kind of one note that way. But like, I I like <laughs> like you know, and people and there's some people who just get kind of like a little bit too attached to voice actors, which is kind of uncomfortable for me. I don't know why. But like, you know, people are like, oh, David Hater's. I'm like, I I was not a big fan of David Hater's voice for. Why not? It's it's dumb. <laughs> it's, it's this voice. It's the <laughs> voice. Like okay, like. It's not like I don't care. Like I don't think it fit Boss. You know, considering Boss is just another character. You know, Boss is a different character entirely than Solid Snake. But no, I like the Kiefer Sutherland voice. Cause yeah, Wes, I want to ma- mention that I like it. I just need to get used to it. That's all. I yeah. actually think he does a really good job of it. You know, yeah, and, it, and you know, he did the facial capture. So at some point, you're like, that's Kiefer Sutherland's face. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> that's just Kiefer with a beard. But uh, I like he just you know he sounds like kind of like a harmless tired old man who can kill everyone in the room if he needed to. <laughs> it's a great way of describing him. <laughs> but yeah, it, I, I I enjoyed it, and that's the game uh, I'm going to go back to. You know, once I finish up reviewing Infamous, uh, I can't talk about it, that show that anymore. But uh, you'll see. Um, I'll move on to the next thing right now. Well, actually, do you want to bring up the point about the? Because uh, I know I guess the biggest bone of contention here is the uh, the length of the game. Oh like, yeah, yeah. What, like what I said, I mean, I, like you know, like as I paid thirty bucks for it. I I beat it in an hour. I beat it in short of an hour. Um, I can see why someone would be upset. But if they play it once, that's the thing. How many people are gonna do that? You're you're gonna replay it over and over again. Well, yeah, I mean, there's five missions. Like a bunch of, yeah. yeah, you do like a bunch of side missions, but take you back in the map like during the day, and you know, I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. But as I, but I think in reality most people are just like no I just want to play through the story stuff and you know if and if that's the case I would like you this is a great game and you should play it but if that price just seems like if you're that person who just says, I just want to play through the story and see what the hell is going on then I would wait for you know wait for a couple of used copies I mean look the Phantom Main's not coming out till way late next year or so yeah who know if then, you can wait as long knows? wait as long as possible like you know get it a month before the game come before Phantom Pain comes out just so you're all caught up like you yeah. really, yeah, you really need to play this game if you plan on picking up uh, Phantom Pain because there's some stuff that carries over into the following game. Yeah, it's kind of funny seeing like, uh, like doesn't it have like downloadable content and stuff that are like bonuses that unlock for Phantom Pain. Like if you play oh, yeah, it, yeah. or yeah, I was gonna say it's like okay, so you can unlock this stuff, you know, two years from now when you get the full game. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, assuming you don't switch systems or, you know, your your Xbox yeah, crap out. And, that's true, oh, too. Oh, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta get my save. I gotta play this all over again. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but, I mean, at no point there's no there's no gun to your head, so you don't have to buy this. Like, and I yeah, think, you don't need to buy it, people. Seriously. And, and I think that that's always been my biggest, like, that, that's my response to that, is there, because, you know, Hideo Kojima does not have a knife to your throat. He's not saying give me thirty dollars. Yeah, it's like no, you can if you want to stick it to him, pick it up used. If you really want to vote with your dollars, like make sure Konami doesn't get anything and pick it up used. But it's it's entirely up to you. I mean, for me, thirty bucks isn't that much, but I understand someone. You know, if you're a fifteen year old kid or a guy with a part time job or something, you can only buy one game a month. And you know you really do like stretching out your games, and yeah, I can see you. You might have a valid point, but you know what? You can just wait. You know, I would wait on it. Wait for wait for one of those crazy Best Buy sales or GameStop or something. Yeah, one of those. And here's the thing: uh, we talked about this before on the show. Um, this thing doesn't have a platinum trophy, which leads me to believe it's going to get connected with the Phantom Pain. <laughs> what do you think about that? Like, if that happens, like basically you get one game where it has everything. Sure. What up? Yeah. I mean, I'm down with it, but you know, some people are like, I yeah, bought this yeah. game and now I gotta buy it again. What I the fuck? We can't. I mean, we we can just can't avoid it. Where it it, it is a prologue. Like it it, it is. I yeah. Mean, it does seem like the tanker mission in Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, it does. Or you know, which is, yeah, 
which is fine, but that's kind of got a part of me worried. I'm like, you know, this could have easily just been the full game. And is this a, like we mentioned earlier, is this a, you know, end of fiscal year, we couldn't release a Metal Gear Solid game. Let's let's see if we can do anything with the Phantom Pain. And, that's, and I feel like this is more of Hideo Kojima doing something to, like, help out his publisher. It could be. Who knows? You know, him doing a solid, like, because I, I, I would prefer, you know, if, if it were up to me, I'd rather just wait and get all this at once. Because if... Can you imagine playing that beginning part, like getting the Phantom Pain, and this is how you start the game? You do that this you do this open base mission, and then you know opening credits, blah blah blah, and bam, you're into the Phantom. Like that that is the great like it's a great setup. Yeah, dude, I was ready. I'm like, let's fucking do the. Oh, it's over. You know, I was I was ready, man. <laughs> yeah, 2015. Like God, fucking like. Oh man, I was ready for it. I need to give a shout out to uh, my friend Malik Forte in his review of the game. He says that playing this game gave him such blue balls. <laughs> he was just ready for it, man. Um, but I liked it. Oh, what what system did you play it on? Uh, I'm played on Xbox One. Uh, looks looks great. Uh, uh, when uh, when it rains, it's really cool. Like when. You see the just kind of like how it just kind of washes over the sneaking suit and little footprints and it, it's really neat and they got some really nice lighting effects in there especially with the spotlight. Uh, but yeah, I mean if 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 you have an opportunity to pick it up on a next gen system, pick it up on a next gen system because it looks phenomenal. Sixty and, frames a second. That's, that's that's a lot of frames. <laughs> yeah, like I said, uh, I played on, on PS3, but I do have my copy of the PS4. So once I'm done with that, I'm gonna go to it and. Oh man, I can't. Yeah, really... I mean, it looks like it holds up on, you know, regardless of what console you get. Yeah, it's. I was amazed. Like you were talking about the the rain looked amazing, even on the PS4. I'm like, wow, look at the puddles, look at all yeah. this shit. This is fucking cool. Yeah, it kind of it kind of sounds a lot like how you know how Assassin's Creed uh, Four came out, where it's just like, yeah, the next gen system just does a little bit more dynamic weather and lighting, and you know, it just looks overall nicer. But it's already a good looking game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Fox Engine is really fucking nice. I'm very impressed by it. Um, so yeah, let, let's move on to the next thing. Basically, um, oh wow, I actually just had a brain fart, but I have notes. <laughs> Basically, um, you know, so we're talking about the, these next gen games. Um, what makes a game like a system selling game to you? And do you think that actually exists? Personally, I don't. I would not buy a system for one game. It seems odd. Like some, I know some people do that. So have either of you ever bought a system for one specific game? Yes. All yep. right. Which one? Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I've actually done it, like, pretty much multiple times. Um, you know, usually I, I, I get consoles, like, f- for a bunch of different games. Um, but sometimes there is, like, one specific game I want to get. Um, I did that recently with my PS3, which I got two years ago. Um, I got it for The Last of Us. Um, that was my main, you know, motivation for buying it. But, you know, I also, you know, figured that I could also get it, you know, for the backlog of PS3 games I hadn't played yet, like Uncharted and... Um, you know, a lot of those uh, infamous, like, those types of games. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do, you know, even in the past, like, stuff like um, Smash Brothers on, you know, Wii and GameCube. You know, I'm a big Smash Brothers fan, so that's a given. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I think there are system sellers. Like, even uh, even though I don't have a PS4 yet, I'm still considering it for uh, for Infamous. That's, you know, one of the big games on my radar, so. Um, I remember picking up my PS3 Way late in its console life. Uh, not way late, but uh, I actually picked it up for I think Metal Gear Solid Four when it came mm-hmm. out. I had yeah. no, I I had zero interest in anything the PS had because a lot of I just had a lot of multi-platform stuff. Um, I wasn't really that keen on Uncharted just yet. Like you know, it, I, I knew of it, of its of its existence. I, I had a had a couple of like really neat JRPGs that I was kind of curious about. 
but there was nothing that really drove it to me. And I think it was one of those things where I saw trailers from Ogre, so I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. And I would justify that, you know, couple hundred dollar purchase for a new console and then you also have that backlog like what Ryan mentioned you just kind of have a few years of like you already know what's really good out there so I don't have to like wait around for anything that's yeah like I know when I can pick this game up I know there's about another half dozen to a dozen games that I have to play on this system which is great uh but I admit uh I like my when my original Xbox I picked it up for I was a big uh, I was a big first person shooter fan so I love the fact that we could you could play Halo so day one that was that was a purchase for me was the original Xbox and I don't think I picked up my 360 until Elder Scrolls, maybe. Oh wow, Oblivion. Yeah, yeah. My my PS3 I didn't get until two years ago, and uh, at that point there were a lot of those like uh, greatest hits collections or the uh, yeah where it was like you know like the infamous collection and God of War. So I picked it up pretty much at like the perfect time because then I can hmm. go back and play all these games and get them for you know pretty relatively cheap. So yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, that was fun. To, oh man, when I when <laughs> got, when I, I that was like that I got a war party too. I was just like, oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, See, yeah, because I actually. Go ahead. Oh yeah, I was gonna say no. I remember, I remember after shortly after I bought my PS3, I uh, I got the God of War and Infamous collections, and that was right around when Sandy hit, and I had a week off of work, so I pretty wow. much just like stayed home <laughs> playing through through those. So it was great. Yeah, actually, with me, you know, I should add that like it it's it, it always needs to be at least. There's some games in the horizon, but and I said this in my review of Metal Gear. Metal Gear was always the catalyst. It's like I'll wait until a Metal Gear game comes out, but but by that point there's already a bunch of games out anyway. Then I'll pick up the system. That's how I got the PS2, PS3, and PS4. I, I bought it because I'm a you know game journalist kind of guy. <laughs> so, but yeah, you know it, the whole thing is like I'm buying it for this sole game and nothing else. That is weird, and I guess you guys don't really do that either because you already know it's like okay this game's getting me to buy a system but I know there's other stuff to play for it too the whole thing of like I'm buying it for this game and that's it I don't care about anything else well you got to think about it like other people's gaming habits who say aren't games journalists or we just we just by nature we just have to play everything uh, there are some people that will play just they're like you know what this this is my game this is the game I will play all year like you know the the halos the gears the call of duties the the mat the, yeah. you know, there's people who wait around to get MLB the show like it's a but even before game. I got into this stuff yeah. I couldn't just play one game for an entire year except for X-Men vs. Street Fighter because the Sega Saturn died and there was no Dreamcast. <laughs> so I had a yeah, I'm like, I'm just gonna yeah, play this think, fucking game. Think think of the casuals. Like, you know, that's they you know, they only have time for one you know, they only have time yeah. for one game you know, for one game for a very long time. That's really all they need. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, those I Call mean, of Duty guys. I yeah, you've seen that on your friends list, right? One guy he plays Modern Warfare three the entire year, then he plays Black Ops the entire year, then he plays a follow up for the entire year. It's like, dude, there's other games out there, man. What the fuck? Or, are you or you, yeah, or you yeah, get people I mean, who are just diehard sports fans. Like they'll play FIFA, Madden, uh, NHL, and that's it. Like that's they they don't even care about anything else that comes on the system. It's amazing, Ryan. Yeah, right? I, I yeah, no, I was gonna say like like Jorge used both those examples. I was gonna say like you know, see, so you, you might get the people that only buy like two games a year, and they might just buy like Call of Duty and Mad and Madden, and then that's all they need for pretty much an entire year until the next one comes out. So. Yeah, yeah. I can see that with someone with like Infamous Second Son, where it's like, hey, I really like the first two Infamouses. This is gonna be my game for you know. I only have an hour a night to devote to gaming, so this is Infamous is gonna be the game that stretches out you know a whole season of gameplay for me. You know, yeah, if you Pretty see much, it that yeah. way, that actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And do you think? Inf- actually, no, we'll we'll talk about Infamous being a system seller. What about Titanfall? Do you think that's a system seller? Um, I think so. I mean, if 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 you're a first person shooter fan, and I always thought the Xbox, you know, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox. I thought I thought those were going to be first-person shooter systems because like, that seems to be the 
just by nature, the, I just guess the uh, the DualShock control pad never suited itself well for a first-person shooter. Yeah. Just because it had the funny triggers. Thankfully, the PS4 has changed that, so it's got like kind of both those elongated triggers now, which, which my God, makes playing any shooter on that ten times better. But uh, I think just by its nature, I thought the the Xbox controller was just better for shooters, and that's kind of where people kind of gravitated to because, you know, you look at the Call of Duty numbers, more copies will always sell on an Xbox system than a PS4 for that franchise. And I think it just comes down to a controller preference there. Well, there's also, I think, too, the Xbox, you know, the Xbox Live versus PSN as well. Um, oh, it's better, yeah. better, better network and just better infrastructure. Right. I mean, that might have changed now um, since it seems like PSN is a little bit more stable and, and uh, better on the PS4 this time around, but... Uh, there's that too. I mean, yeah. PS uh, PlayStation Network has to it has to go a long way for me because I like PlayStation Plus, which is on the PlayStation Network, which is great. But, yeah, but PSN itself. But the actual yeah. PSN itself, yeah. yeah. PSN is our is is garbage. Just I and but the thing is, it's free, so you kind of get what you pay for. So it's like, hey, we're gonna take down a service for like three days. Too fucking bad. It's free, so stop bitching. Like, yeah, you can't complain about free. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's why when my when when an Xbox when the Microsoft server goes down, it's down. If it's down for a while, it's only down for a couple of hours because they know the crap they're gonna catch from people. It's like I pay six dollars a year. This should work all the time. It's like I pay for this shit. God damn it! It's not real. Yeah. That's that's not reality, guys. But whatever. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Things just break down, people. That's just how it is. All right, so let's move on over to some news. Um, have either of you guys been keeping up with GDC? Because I've been so swamped with games, I don't know a damn thing. So if you can fill this <laughs> in on GDC, go ahead, please. Uh, GDC is happening. Uh, it's right now in San Francisco. <laughs> hey, anything right, noteworthy? Is that uh, it? Has nothing happened? <laughs> uh, I've only been hearing little bits and pieces, nothing like specifically. Um, but GDC is running all this week. It started yesterday. I think it's running until Friday in uh, San Francisco. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know specifically. Uh, it's it's a good it's a good event for. Uh, it's more for you. You get really good quotes from game developers. It's not really a. Uh, it's not like an E3 or a PAX where it's just a bunch of reveals. It's um, you get a lot of people doing postmortems on their games. It's like, hey, we, you know, we're Call of Duty guys. This is what we could have done differently for this game. Or you get a lot, you you get a lot of good conversation starters there. Just people just having kind of like bright ideas and just a lot of a lot of talks, a lot of panels, which is really neat. But yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're not there for like the newest, you know, Last of Us trailer. Like that that doesn't happen at GDC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's it definitely seems more like kind of an intimate sort of event, uh, especially with like indie developers. Because there, there's a story I was reading this morning about um, Celador Games, the guys who developed uh, Rogue Legacy. They were talking about they were kind of doing like a postmortem about Rogue Legacy and how they said that the game basically uh, recouped all of its production costs in an hour once it was up on Steam. Wow. Um, and then it sold, I believe, a hundred, like almost a hundred thousand copies or around there there uh, since it launched. So, um, yeah, so I mean, GDC can give you that kind of stuff or it can give you more kind of behind-the-scenes uh, looks at games that are either coming out or have already been out for, you know, a year or so. Yeah, it, you get those really interesting stories just because they're not kind of buried under just like, new game, new game, screenshots, new game. It's like, no, no, it's, it's, it's not, but this is more about the game creators and like their process, which is which is super fascinating. So if you get a chance to kind of like, they've got streams going on all over the place. Uh, Sony's got a stream that I think either went up or is going to go up. Uh, you should probably check out because it's like, you know, it's a bunch of smart people talking about how they make games, which is always, always neat. It should kind of give you a perspective on things, which is yeah. always good because it's kind of it's kind of neat to know something about, you know, you're playing a video game and it's kind of curious. I'm like, oh, what were they thinking when they did this? Or, you know, it's like, they should have made this guy red. It's like, no, no, there's, there's a reason for that. He probably has an explanation. GDC's for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just imagining, like, TED Talks. <laughs> That's what GDC yeah, pretty much I, is. Yeah, in a way, it kind of sounds like that. I, I kind guess, of, yeah. 
It's it's less one guy standing in a stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dialogue, but <laughs> that would be great, though. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, I had to throw this in here because there's another one. I'm like, what the hell is? So they're making a live action Street Fighter series. What's that all about? Oh, I put that up. That's yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it was doing. Uh, it was a fan. It started off almost like the same way Mortal Kombat Legacy did. A fan did a thing, and then Machinima picked it up and says, "You should turn this into a web series." And then they did. Uh, it's uh, it, you kind of get the origin story of Ken Ryu, Gokem. Where is it? Goken? I forget. It's, it's Akuma. Go, well, Goken and Akuma. Yeah. Uh, and Akuma. Gau, Gauki is Akuma. Like Goken is, yeah, they're master, they don't, like yeah. Each, they don't like each other, and you figure out why Akuma becomes evil and how Ryu got his headband. Same story we heard already, but I watch it. I, I'm a sucker for fan films, so, I'll, you know. I haven't, I haven't seen a new season of Mortal Kombat Legacy, but I'm going to wait. I, I think they're all over, so I'm just going to just binge watch it all at once. But. You know, I like Mortal Kombat Legacy. Remember, though, like the pilot for it where it was like, like the you know how Marvel has ultimate version like it seemed like the ultimate version of Mortal Kombat where they redid everything and yeah, then yeah. The well, Michael, action... Michael Jai White is a uh, Jax which is fucking he's, he's yeah. Captain Jackson but his name fell off his thing so it just says Jax and I was like ah oh, they did it that's awesome yeah <laughs> like the, the the pilot was great and then like the actual series seemed to be more in line with the video games I mean I kind of wanted them to stick with that alternate version of Mortal Kombat yeah like so. that gritty almost realistic where Baraka wasn't a monster he was yeah like, he was like a serial killer or something. Yeah, he was a guy, he was like a, a plastic surgeon obsessed with like self-mutilation, so he gave himself blades and bumps on his face, and yeah. uh, kills Johnny Cage, which is great, because I'm always a fan of that. Uh, I don't know why I don't like Johnny Cage, I just like <laughs> why, I just like when he gets killed and stuff. Because <laughs> he does get killed in everything, I think. Yeah, he does, he does. But yeah, I was like, damn, why couldn't you do that? So, like, they had like a Katana and Molina thing where it was animated, and I was like, what, what's going on? You couldn't like do like a realistic version of that stuff? <laughs> I you know I I just think it was for if it was a teaser it was kind of like a sizzle reel where it's like they don't really I don't think they knew what they were gonna do with that anyway and yeah I probably didn't and then and I think it was like hey if you wanted to you know make this more in line with Mortal Kombat you should probably make this a somewhat like official or somewhat canon to the story because what they did was it just kind of did like uh, an Elseworlds story of Mortal Kombat which is you know which is always good but it's like if you want to attract the Mortal Kombat purists he's gonna be like Jax wasn't a fucking cop what is this like. <laughs> Like, you know, and then that's when you kind of have to play, too. Like, no, you kind of should respect the continuity to a certain point. And I don't know, I thought they did. My favorite was that Raiden one where he woke up in a mental hospital and they kept sedating him so he couldn't use his lightning powers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm a Thunder God because you're fucking crazy. And they just kept keeping him under, which was always good. Like uh, <laughs> That's very reminiscent of Thor from the Ultimates. They thought he was just some crazy guy. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's pretty outside. So I'm like, okay, so this is going to be more, like, canon, right? It's going to stick more closer to the yeah, story. Uh, that's what it looks like, and whatever. It's going to be dudes spin-kicking each other and throwing Hadouken, so that that's fine. As long as they keep that. <laughs> it's it's The story's based off a fighting game with a very loose story anyway, so it's like the background was told in between like when someone beat you. It's like, oh, I, I should train harder in the mountains. Like That's his backstory. Like, holy shit. Yeah, that's, that's the whole story right there, exactly. Yeah. All right. yeah, and um, I got to bring this up. I got to it's the mass exodus where everyone seems to be leaving now. So we got three people. Uh, we got first is Koji uh, Igarashi. He was the producer of the last bunch of Castlevania games. He first started on Symphony of the Night, the classic game. He left and he wants to start a new studio and he wants to make games that fans expect of him. So what are the chances this is going to be a mighty number nine situation? And you know what I'm talking about. He's going to make a Castlevania game that's Castlevania and everything but name. I really expect that to happen. Castleville, and then that's it. Like, <laughs> Who knows, man? 
But I'm down with it, man, because we haven't had a good Castlevania game in a long fucking time. Sorry, Forza Shadow didn't do it for me. Yeah, I did see a funny tweet saying that he should go and uh, work on Metroid. You know, Nintendo just give him the keys to Metroid. And just <laughs> Um, I, yeah, there were some big, I don't know, I, I, I kind of, I, I guess it's one of the things when you're at a company for so long, you're just kind of like, eh, I want to do my own thing, or maybe you just don't like the general direction of, you know, creatively where things are going, and it's just like, you know, I don't think there's any ill will, but it was just like, I think some people at somewhere just, just want to do their own thing, like, you know, or, you know, take Inafume, who's just frustrated with Capcom, yeah. just said, I, you know, I, I want to go and make the game I want to make, and they won't let me, so, you know. Good for him. I hope he find you know. I hope he finds some. I hope he makes something cool. He'll probably do like a Kickstarter or something for. Something. Oh yeah, you know that's gonna happen. And I, I'm like, looking someone like him, you know, they'll they'll get in like twenty minutes and they'll hit their goal and becomes a it becomes a game of like just how much money will they get? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, next up is uh, Mark Witten from Microsoft. We've seen him at E3s, you know, presenting. He left. He was with them for 14 years. So that that's pretty interesting. I, I wonder what he's gonna do now. I, I always wonder wh- why do these big like executive guys leave when like a system launches? Like we had Jack Trenton, he left a couple weeks ago, and now Mark Witten's. It's interesting. What, what's your take on that? It's an achievement. It's like you know you can take that to be the last. He goes, yeah, I launched the Xbox One. You know, like when we and we sold three, four million of these things, which is not. <laughs> Selling three or four million of any hardware is not something to laugh at. Yeah. You know, he can take that someplace and be like, yeah, I, I launched this thing. Give me <laughs> when you, Jorge, when you said it was an achievement, I was waiting for, like, an achievement unlock joke at that some would point. Be awesome. <laughs> it was yeah. like, it's what I thought you were going for, so. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, a lot of these times, just, you know, it could be a contractual thing, too. Just be like, yeah. yeah it could be. Know. It probably was, a, you know, contractual like, thing. Goes, I don't feel like renewing, but, I, you know, it's one of those things, like, you kind of want to leave on top or when things are kind of in the positives for you as opposed to the down here. Like, yeah, despite what gamers say, the Xbox One is doing very, very well. So, yeah, yeah he probably wanted to leave on a yeah, high note. And it's gaining ground, and it's going to be launching in the rest of the world. Other, I think they're launching a new region soon, like Japan and some other... Yeah, they announced um, 26 regions, so that's pretty damn good, you know? So, like I said, you just, you know, just something nice to have on the resume. Exactly, exactly. And the last one, this just happened like an hour ago. Uh, Stig Asmussen, he worked on the God of War games. He was the producer of God of War 3. He's left Sony Santa Monica. He's always, interesting. he's always in those commercials for that school that teaches you about... Yeah, that's him. That's him. <laughs> I forget. And he's just walking backwards and he's like, I made God of War. And then that was it. I don't, I, God of War was the only game I think he worked on, though, right? What, what? Uh, I think... I. Or at least that was like me on that. that was his he, that's his notable game. That's the notable series yeah. that he worked on. And every game he like in the first one he was you know just an art designer. Then the next one he was the art director, and then he was the director. So he kept moving up. So and apparently he's being like he's looking for other studios to join. So we're gonna see him soon. So that's that's pretty interesting. That was good. Uh, if you have God of War three, there's a really good kind of documentary in that game. Yes. About, about him, just how he you know what it took to make God of War three because. Remember, God of War 3 was kind of a big deal. For oh, game. yeah. Oh, that game was huge. And there's a great scene with him getting into, like, an argument with, like, is it Malcolm McDowell who did one of the voices for, uh, he was the voice of Hephaestus, I think. And they were telling him to read a line, and then I was like, oh, can you do it again? And he's like, why? Because oh, no, for safety. What, you guys couldn't get it right the first time? And he just looked, was being an absolute dick, and you can see wow. Stick freaking out. Because he was, like, nerdgasming that, like, oh, man, Malcolm McDowell's here. And he's yelling at him. Oh, Terrence Stamp. That's who it was there. Terrence Stamp, yeah. yeah. Um, Zod, uh, the original yeah. Zod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was there. And he was giving him crap. Like, holy shit. Like, 
I can't. It, it, like, I would have been cool. Like, I would, I would love to have Terrence Stamp yell at me. That would be awesome. That would be like you could like, just oh, pull yourself after right. that. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. But he did not want to read his line, and he only had like three or four lines in the fucking game. And I was like, you know, you could stay for an extra five minutes. Come on, like, you know, you're you're probably making like two hundred grand on this little session. Let's come on. Yeah, it's like, what else are you doing? Seriously, <laughs> it's not full zod, all right? <laughs> oh man. All right, so that's all the news that I want to talk about. So let's wrap it up with what we've been playing. I think we already talked about what we've been playing, but, you know, we got to do it. Uh, Ryan, what have you been playing? Um, so, yeah, I reviewed uh, Yoshi's New Island last week, which the review went up. Uh, right now I am reviewing uh, Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. Uh, so the review for that will be going up later this week. Uh, surprisingly, very, very fun. I really liked it a lot. And uh, for fun, I'm playing Gravity Rush on Vita. Uh, I'm finally getting around to that. Awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a good game. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm really liking it. It's tough, because, like, of all the, like, I've got my Vita pretty recently, um, so I've only been playing, like, a handful of games on it, but, like, that's one of the ones I feel like so far has really been, like, uh, like, feels like a Vita game, you know, like, it really yeah, takes advantage the of the system. controls and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, it was basically that and Tearaway were, like, my, so far, probably my two favorites that I've played on it so far. Yeah, Tear I gotta play Tearaway. I wanna play that one, but, you know. Tearaway's great, and you can probably get it pretty cheap now at this point, so... <laughs> Nice, nice. George, what are you playing? Uh, I guess like, I guess I finished playing Metal Gear, so I'm not going to go back yeah. to that anymore, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, those other missions, man. No, just whatever. That's it. It's 54, 54 minutes, I'm done. One hour, $30. What <laughs> the fuck? Internet, <laughs> go. Uh, uh, what am else am I doing? Uh, but yeah, Metal Gear, I'm probably going to go back and play a couple of missions, because the game itself is fun, and it's, it's a Metal Gear that controls well, which is weird, because Metal Gears don't, aren't supposed to control well, because they're awful. But... Um, <laughs> Oh man! And I love that. I mean, and I love the franchise. I will play the hell out of every Metal Gear game and just like just hate play it because I'm like, oh, I want to do the cool thing he did in the cutscene, but I can't because Snake can't hold and gun with a knife over here because you'll slit it off. Oh, that's the same dilemma I had with Devil May Cry 3. It's like, how come he does all this cool shit in the cinema and I can't do it in the game? I suck in the game. This guy's awesome in the cinemas. I want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, as for me, um, yeah, right now it's all about fucking Infamous. I'm trying to get that you know, review done. I will do it. I'm pretty close to the end. Um, embargo, I can't say what I think of the game. I'll just say uh, thumbs up. That's all. That's all you get. <laughs> there you go, Delson. I gave you something, buddy. That um, sounds like an opinion. Yeah. Embargo <laughs> yeah. broken. Sony police will knock down your... Oh, no! Black bag you and take you away. But, um, <laughs> and yeah, last night I played Metal Gear, which that was a really good game. I really enjoyed I Like I said, when I finished Infamous, I'm going right to Metal Gear. I want to get everything. I want to get all those trophies. I'm cleaning house, man. Of what's to come for Metal Gear. Exactly. No, it's and a year from now. Like, I really wanted... They should have done this at least, like, a couple of months before the game came out. And really, I agree. I think would have made more. it would have made more sense. Because like, wouldn't it have been cool if it was coming out in November of this year? Like, you get it on March, you know, get the summer, and then, bam, there's your game. That would have been perfect. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, I know. It sucks. That, um, game, that game will come out when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> And Five yeah. years later. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> it'll probably be the it'll probably be the game I I use as kind of like motivation to pick up a PS4 because I feel like Metal Gear has always been the cat like you mentioned Metal Gear mm -hmm. is the catalyst for just picking up a new system. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we shall see indeed. Um, and there's a bunch of shit I want to play, but I'm not playing right now. But man, it, it sucks having all these games and not being able to play them all. I want the hyperbolic chamber from uh, Dragon Ball Z and just stay in there for a year. You know, and just play a bunch of shit only two days with a pass in the real world. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah, because uh, Love Browsers is insanely fun. There's a free version that they have on their browser on their website. It's amazing. It's a little dogfighting, little silhouettes, and it's got really good music. But like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, 
I'm not going to play it as great as that game is. Like, I'm, it's, a, it's a shame. Oh, man. All right, guys, so that's it. Uh, thank you for listening to Dual Shocker Shotcast, episode 166. Once again, I was your host, Tony Polanco, and I was joined by Brian Meitzler. Thank you for watching, and my love for all of you is as long as Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, George Jimenez. I'm going to give it to Ryan. That was good. I liked it. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know what? Well, well, I had the props ready, and <laughs> it was topical. He said I had, to, I had to look the part while I was doing it. So you know. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Peace out. Bye. Bye.